Go ahead and be seated. Ushers, if you would serve uh, the folks. And I believe we have some announcements for you today. If you've never attended our First Steps classes taught by Pastor Cheeto, make sure you sign up for them. Attention all men. Today at 4 p.m. we're having the men's barbecue. So come out. Help us crown a new champion. Bring your friends and also don't forget your lawn chairs. If you have not been baptized, please sign up at the back table. Our next baptism is set for the month of July. On June 14th at 4 p.m., we're having our basketball summer league tryouts and a $500 shootout at James Rudder. So spread the word. This Monday night, there's a volunteers meeting for all the volunteers interested in serving on Monday nights for the Summer Basketball League. All right, good. Well, let's go before the Lord and pray. Amen. Father, we just thank you right now for this awesome church. We thank you for the Rosados and Pastor Cheeto's birthday. We thank you for all the sacrifice that goes into serving you. It's not a burden. Father, it's a privilege. As we, get, as we get into the word today, we thank you in advance for what's going to happen later at this men's barbecue uh, today. The souls that will be touched, the men's lives that will be impacted, Lord God. And Father, we ask in Jesus' name for you to move in this place today. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles now to Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3. I do want to reiterate a few announcements. Tomorrow, if you are interested in helping out with the Summer Basketball League, whether a team mom, whether a coach, a referee, a scorekeeper, or you just don't even know but you want to get involved, there is a meeting tomorrow at 7 o'clock over at the Crowfoot Center. And we'll post the directions if you don't know where that's at. Excuse me. Uh, right over here uh, on the other side of Florin, uh, Florin Road there, be a 7 o'clock meeting. It should only take about 45 minutes to an hour. We're going to lay out the whole thing for the summer, what your responsibilities will be. We're getting a lot of response from kids in the community. I believe it's going to be at another level this year. Uh, we've got high school coaches that are encouraging kids in their campuses to come out and be a part of this for the summer. The word's getting around that it's just a good positive uh, youth deterrent activity for kids in this area. So uh, we're going to need some help. And we've got some other uh, people coming in from the community that are going to be helping us out. Uh, but we definitely want a strong presence from you in this church. So if you can be there, uh, be there for that. And also, if you're coming today, don't forget for the men's barbecue, sign up and pay in the back. Or you can bring your money uh, to the park. But it's better if you do it here so we can have an accurate count to make sure we don't run out of food. Uh, that's going to help us out a lot. And please bring a lawn chair, bring a football, bring your gloves, uh, mitts. We're just going to throw the ball around, have a good time. I know a bunch of guys are going over right after church, so if you just want to go out and hang out over there, I know the cooks are going to be starting early, so I'll probably be out there early just getting things set up so you can be a part of that. Amen? Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Are you there? Oh, y'all still mad at me, so you ain't going to talk to me now. All right. Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3. I want to read this to you today, and it says this. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in all your families of the earth, shall, and in you, 
All the families of the earth shall be blessed. Let's pray. Lord, breathe on this word today, Father. Cause it to come alive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I love the story of Abraham. Many of you know uh, that Abraham is the father of our faith. That is why some of us that grew up in church, we sung that crazy song, Father Abraham. Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord right arm. How many remember that song? Some of us didn't have the privilege of that because we were raised American heathen, and that's all right. That's okay. But, you know, some of us that went to church in our, in our younger years, you know, we, we did that, and there was a song that, that we sung. And I remember for many years, I never knew what that was about. Why are we singing about Father Abraham and that thing? Well, Father Abraham was the father of our faith. And he was somebody that is listed in the book of Hebrews in the uh, chapter that talks about the hall of faith there. And Abraham was really the fir- one of the first to really believe God against all odds into, and believe God for things that he had not seen. And it's because of this covenant that God cut with Abraham that Jesus was able to come to the earth through the Jews. And I would encourage you to read this story. And as I said during the offering, what, what st- stands out to me about Abraham was that Abraham was an imperfect man. He was a, he was a definitely a, a sinner that, uh, was beyond probably what you and I were. Because as I said, his family was, they were a family of idol makers. Okay. That means they were, uh, in charge of carving out false idols and putting them out to be able to be worshiped by uh, by other people. So you could almost say it like this. Abraham's family was basically devil worshipers. Okay? You could say it like that because I know you get that picture. Okay? They were Satanists, basically. Because they they were worshipers of other idols. And so God comes to him in his sin, in his imperfection. He doesn't come to him because, oh, he's such a great guy. See, most of us think God picks us because we're good people. But I hope you know that God didn't pick you because you were all that. I know he didn't pick me because I was all that. I had a lot of issues in my life at the time I got saved. I wasn't qualified to receive the blood of Jesus. But Abraham wasn't either. He picked one of the worst of the worst. So he comes to Abraham and he tells Abraham, he gives Abraham a word. And he says, Abraham, get out from your country, from your people, and from your father's house. I'm giving you a blessing. And it's similar to what God does in our life. When we give our lives to Jesus, God, you know, he calls us out of our sin, our alcoholism, our, our, our party lifestyle, our, our just godless existence. And he says, hey, come to me. Receive me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless your life. I'm going to give you eternal life. I'm going to give you heaven. How many remember that when you got saved? That was that, that pool pulling you in. What's well, the same thing that God did for Abraham? So there's a lot of, parable, there's a lot of parallels here for, with Abraham and with you and I. But I want to point a few things to you as we switch uh, uh, places from Game Changer. We were talking about in, in uh, May. As we're going into June, I want to talk to you a little bit about having a, 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 a mindset that sees things faith forward. Faith forward, okay? 
How many know, you know, back in the day, we don't really have this anymore. I guess you still have them on DVDs, but you had that fast forward button. How many remember the fast forward button, you know? Well, I believe in Christianity and in our walk with God, we have something that is called faith forward. Now, fast forward is when you could fast forward a DVD or a story from one point to the end. Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? You could, you know, those of us that used to have boom boxes back in the day. Come on, cassette decks. Yeah, you could fast forward from a lame song to the good song. Amen. How I remember those times? You buy a whole CD and there were like three good songs on it. So you hear one good song, you get to the lame song, you go, oh, fast forward this and put it on the next one that is that that just that just hits. How many know what I'm talking about? Well, in the body of Christ and in our walk with God. God has a mechanism that I believe is the same. It's not a fast forward button. It's a faith forward button. It's a faith forward mechanism. And I want to talk to you about that this month, about how we can, no matter where you're at right now, you might be in a lame song part of your life. How many know you have some of those times? You got some of those mornings where you walk up, you know, you're John Travolta in it to work. You're like, yeah, I got this, you know. And then there's sometimes when you're walking on a Monday, it's like, oh, you know, woe's me. I don't know what song that would be, but, you, you know, you're not feeling it. There's no pep in your step, okay? You're on one of those lame song seasons. Well, I believe through, through the power of the Holy Spirit, there's a way sometimes that God can give you a faith forward, a glimpse of what's coming to get you through what you're going through. How many could use that in your life right now? Amen? So, so God, there's a few things I want you to see here in Genesis chapter 12, and, and I'm just kind of laying a foundation for you, and then we're going to jump off here, is that as God approaches Abraham, the first thing he says to Abraham, he says, hey, get things right. Get things right. I want to work with you. I want to bless you. But the first thing you got to do is you got to leave these people. How many, how many have had to do that before? You got to quit hanging out with your drinking buddies, your clubbing sisters, your people with no sense that you hang out with and have drinks and, and smoke weed with and, and talk about women and try to get with. You got to leave those folks. How many know those folks? Amen. So he tells them you got to get away from them. You also got to get away from your family. Ooh, that's a tough one right there. Now, for some of us, it's not because we're like, thank you, Jesus. I've been delivered. Take me from my people, Lord. But for some of us, it's a little harder because we love our family, but we recognize and God recognizes your family's good, but I want to do something different in you. Your family's straight, but what I'm doing has nothing to do with your family as it has to do with you. And many times God does that because we have to, he wants to elevate our thinking sometimes beyond the people that we are around. So, you know, the Lamones think like this, but if God wants to take me where no Lamone has been, he's got to pull me out from my people and put some new downloads in me. Are you tracking with me? That doesn't mean the Lamones are bad. It's just that he's taking me somewhere where no Lamone has been before. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So whatever your family is, the Rosados, the Martinez's, you know, whatever it is. And, and God says, I want to do something different with you. You may have to take a step away from the family. You don't diss them. You're not cutting them off. You're not, you know, I'm not saying you can't talk to them, but God's saying, separate yourself unto me for what I'm going to do. 
That wasn't in my notes, but that's for somebody in here that, that God's been trying to do that for you. And you struggle with it because you're like, God, God, that's my family. God is not saying they're bad. He's just saying, I need you to learn a new way of doing some stuff. I need you to learn a new way of thinking and treating women. Uh-oh. And, and, and some other things that come up. And dealing with money. Uh-oh. Or, or, or being married. And you can't get that from family. You're going to have to get that from heaven and, and, a, and a thing. So God does that to Abraham, much like he does that for us if we listen. But then the thing I want you to look at here is that God then begins to prophesy about a faith forward moment for uh, Abraham here. And it says here, he says, now, uh, leave the, your, your country, your family, your father's house to a land that I will show you. I'm going to show you something. Okay, and I believe prophetically the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. And what he is saying to you is he's saying, son, daughter, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. I want to show you something about where you're going. I want to show you something about your marriage. I want to show you something about your church. I want to show you something. I just want that to resonate in your spirit right now, because I really feel like God is on the seat of he's on the edge of the throne right now saying, yeah, yeah, tell him, tell him, because the Holy Ghost is waiting to give you a moment like Abraham had where you get a glimpse of, of you get a faith forward glimpse, I call it. So we see something there. God wants to show Abraham something. Now look at Genesis chapter 3, 13, 14 through 18. If you're taking notes, write it down. You can look on the screen. Genesis 13, 14 through 18, it says this. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated for him, listen to this, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, which you see, everybody say see, See. I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants, listen to this, as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also can be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. And then Abraham moved his tent and he went and dwelt by the terebith tree of Mamre, which, is, which are in Hebron, and he built an altar there to the Lord. So what's happening here? God is taking a moment to give Abraham a vision, okay? A glimpse, a faith-forward look into his life and what it will produce. And there are so many of us here right now that, listen, this is your moment. You need a glimpse of your future if you're going to fight through the storms that you're in or that are coming. And some of us don't have that. Some of us are just kind of holding on. We, we, you know, we're just, we're just, we, we're kind of hoping this thing works out. You know, I'm hoping this Christian thing works out. I'm hoping this marriage thing works out. I'm hoping this job thing works out. But God wants to take you from just a hoping to being strong in faith, but he's got to show you something. He's got to fa- faith forward you into a moment where he can show you what's going to come if you keep going. And this is what God does to Abram. He tells him, I got to show you something. And then he specifically tells him, look around, look around. And, and God begins to paint a picture for him. He says, you see everything you see? 
from the east to the north. Everything you see is yours. But he says, but that's not enough. He says, because look at the dust of the ground. And I believe Abraham looked and he saw the, the little dust kernels and sand or whatever it was around there. He says, you're going to have enough descendants that they can't even be numbered. See, I was raised on TV and movies like this generation is right now. So, you know, what that says always goes into my mind and comes out another way. I see that another way. I remember there was a TV show about a psychic guy that was solving crimes. Anybody remember that movie or show or whatever it was? And I, I, the thing I remember about that show, I'm not saying go out and watch it. I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, psychic things are good. I'm just using this as an example. Okay. So what happened in this show was this psychic guy would go out and solve crimes. And he'd, always, he'd like pick up a, a scarf at the scene of the crime. And he would get this he would get this vision of something that happened. He'd pick up the thing and and then he'd go, oh, the person who did it was black. Or the person who did it had Nikes on. The person who did it just had fried chicken for dinner or, you know, whatever it was. Okay. So he does that. Listen to me. He does that. So he grabs the thing and he has a faith. He has a a vision of future things. How many many can see that in your mind? Anybody ever see that show? Anybody ever see, raise your hand if you've seen that show. It wasn't just me. Okay, a few of you. See, I ain't lying. I ain't making this up. But it was, I don't remember what it was, but he would get, the, and he would get like a vision. I believe that's kind of what happened to Abraham. As God was speaking to him, he had these just glimpses of things that were coming. All these descendants. It's quite possible he saw you and I. It's quite possible he saw the masses at a Billy Graham crusade. It's quite possible he saw T.D. Jakes' church when God said, you're going to have innumerable uh, descendants. I believe Abram had a faith forward moment. He had a moment where he stepped into a place where God gave him a glimpse of what is to come. Are you catching this today? He says, lift up your eyes. I want to show you something. Okay, Genesis 15, 1 through 6. I want you to see this now. Because he doesn't stop there. Genesis 15, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, it says this. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing, listen, seeing, everybody say seeing. Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. So see, the language between Abram and God has a lot to do with seeing. You got to catch this. The language between God and Abram is, do you see it? So God says to Abram, do you see where I'm going to do with you? And God, and Abram's response to God is, do you see where I'm at right now? Do you see I ain't got no kids? Have you looked at my wife lately? Have you looked at me lately? God, look at us. You've given me all this promise. You've given me a faith forward moment. But do you see, this is basically what he's saying, do you see now where I'm at? See, there's a language in the spirit that you got to catch. It has to do with seeing, seeing, okay? And it's all throughout the Bible. I don't have time to get into that right now. We'll go into that in the weeks to come. 
But he, he challenges God on what he sees. In verse 14, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who comes from your own body shall be your heir. And then he brought him outside, and he says now, Look toward heaven. So look what God does to him again. He refocuses him. And he says, Look toward heaven. Count the stars. If you are able to number them, he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And look what Abram's response is. And he believed in the Lord, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That's a powerful thing. See, there's there's an exchange coming here. Do you see? God is basically saying to him, do you see what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor and say, do you see what he's saying? See, we use that in our vernacular nowadays a lot. Do you see what I'm saying? You ever say it to somebody? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Some people say it too much. You hear me? I don't see what you're saying. But God started that. What was God doing here? So he saves Abram, shows him something, gives him a faith-forward glimpse, and then this is what Abram's response is, and it's much like ours. God gives us a glimpse of the future, we come back from that faith, faith forward moment and we go, oh, but look at where I am. God tells you he's going to give you a house. But then you come out of that thing and you go, oh, but I got a terrible job. I ain't got no money. How are we going to do? We're in debt. How's that going to happen? And then God has to come again and give you a faith forward moment and show you again. Show you again. See, God is waiting to show you something. But some of you can't see it because you won't get your eyes off of what's around you. See, if Abraham would have been like most of us, this thing wouldn't have happened. Thank God he had enough sense. He might not have understood everything. He wasn't necessarily living right. You say, how do you know that? There was no law at the time. There There was no standard at the time. It was just Abram hearing from God and going, okay, I'll believe you. And that's why the Bible says when Abraham believed, it was accounted to him as right standing. He was, he, was, he was saved because of his faith. But some of us, we can't see the right thing. We haven't had a faith forward moment. Some of you, you've had one, but you lost it because now you're just looking at what's around you. And what's around you may not look good. Come on, somebody. It may not look good. The job situation may not look good. The doctor's report may not look good. The marriage may not look good. But can you be like Abram and hold to that faith forward moment, to what you saw when God spoke? Can you get to the point where God says, hang to that faith forward moment? I believe what God wants to do for you today is give you another glimpse into what's coming so that you'll keep fighting through what you're fighting through. Because the spirit, of the, the spirit of the world is a quitter. The spirit of the world is full of quitters. It's full of quitters. They just quit stuff when it gets hard. But we got to understand, listen, we don't quit when it gets hard. Suck it up, buttercup. Come on, somebody. That's a revelation. Sometimes you just got to grit and bear it. Sometimes you just got to walk it off or walk it out. That's right. Walk it out. Okay, you just got to walk it out. We've got to have enough sense to know 
then it might be winter, but spring's on the way. We got to have enough sense to know, although it's snowing out, it's cold, it's dark, it's rainy, it's dank, spring is on the way. Where flowers bloom, smells are good. There's a barbecue grill somewhere going on. Swimming pools are filled with people enjoying the weather. Beaches, all that's coming. But you got to have something on the inside of you that doesn't give up. Can I get an amen on this? The world gives up. They give up. They clock out. Ah, I'm going to quit this. Ah, forget that, you know. But believers, come on. Disciples, we walk this thing out. We see this thing through. Why? Because of our faith forward moments. Now, many of us haven't had enough faith forward moments. I could point to you in, my, in time when I've had faith forward moments to get me through the things that I had to go through. Being single eight years, hadn't had a date in eight years, waiting in eight years for my marriage. You know what got me through that? A faith forward moment. You know what kept me from going on those booty calls and calling the old girlfriend and doing this stuff and doing that stuff that some people do? A faith forward moment. A moment as I was reading my word and I saw myself married to a beautiful woman. I saw my life. Yeah, come track with me. I saw my life with beautiful kids. I had that moment. Some of you ain't never had that moment. So your Friday night is picking up the phone. Dang, how's he know? I'm just preaching. And tipping, and you're tipping and tapping. Or some of you, it's put the phone down, pick it up. Put, put, at least you're doing that. But see, when you get a faith forward moment, you realize I got a hold to this thing because I've already saw what's coming. Are you tracking with me today? So some of you need a faith forward moment for your marriage because it's cold outside right now. Ain't nobody heat happening in the marriage right now. It's not happy. Ain't nobody feeling good like a DJ should in your marriage right now. But can you hold? Can you trust God against things? Can you just say, God, can you go to the Father and say, God, I'm going to get through this. We're going to work this out even if it kills us. And it will. And that's the whole point. Yeah, some of you didn't catch that. Let me go over here. Let me help you guys over here. So what is it you're going through? School, college, it's tough. I don't know why I signed up. I don't know why I thought I could be an engineer. It's too dang hard. Got to quit. But something's got to click in you, that faith forward moment to where you go, wait a minute. I already saw what's coming. I saw myself working at this in this industry. I saw myself doing this thing. So let me get back in these books and pray in tongues as I study. Shikatahata. Let me hold that 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 textbook to my mind. God, just put it in. I mean, whatever. I don't know if that works. But see, you're in a faith forward moment. Whatever works, you're going to try. It's like those old beer commercials said, it ain't weird if it works. Y'all remember those during the Super Bowl? It ain't weird if it works. They got the guy, you know, at the game and he's holding his beer can and and they're doing a clap, you know, and, and the guy kicks a field goal. and They're like, yeah, it ain't weird if it works. 
And when you have a faith forward moment, a glimpse, a faith forward of, of what's coming, it'll allow you to get through some difficult, difficult times. It'll allow you to work through some stuff. Can I get an amen on, on that? So God gives you glimpses of your future, and I'm believing He's going to do that for you today. Why does He do that? So that you can change your focus. So many people get saved, but they never change what they focus on. They get saved, big whoop. Now they go to church for a couple hours on a Sunday. Nothing else in their life changes. Except where they're at on a Sunday morning. That's it. That ain't what this thing's about. That's some religious thing you you grew up on that you're under a deception thinking that's going to change your life. No. What God wants to do is give you a glimpse of what can happen in your life if he's working in it. And then you begin to go after that. Why does give why does God give Abram a faith forward vision so that he can change his focus? So Abram goes from making idols to now tending to his promise. You got to catch this. He goes from making idols to now. His focus now is not about making idols, making money, doing this. Now his responsibility is to tend to his promise. What is his promise? That land. When I got saved, I had a new focus. I wasn't just trying to get in a career. I wasn't just trying to get a girl or girls for that matter. My focus now became, I got to tend to my promise. And I'll never forget the, the, the faith forward moment I had at Southgate Library, right down the road here. Southgate Library, I used to have to leave the house to go pray because I prayed crazy. I didn't have no sense. Sometimes you got faith, but no sense. So I walked my bedroom floor screaming at the top of my lungs, Katarabaka! I mean, just going. If it, if it wasn't loud, you didn't pray. If you didn't blow your voice out, you, you didn't pray. You're just messing around. <laughs> Brother Vince will tell you that's how it was. We walked around our house like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> what's up, how you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And if you walked up on somebody and they had a normal voice, you're like, you ain't praying. Come over here. Give me my hands on you. Ah! You laugh, but it was like that. It was like that at that time. And so we would, you know, I'd walk my bedroom floor and finally my dad said, hey, man. God ain't deaf. You know? And I'd I'd be like, Dad, oh, Dad, you just don't get it. You know, I get it now, Dad, but he was wondering, he was probably the neighbors looking at him crazy as he's driving out the driveway, and you know, and and so so finally he's like, you you go go somewhere else and pray. (laughs) So I'd be like, cool, you know? Me and my friend Troy, you've heard me say this before, we used to go out by Highway 99, you know that park past uh, 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 Daler, where Daler's at over there is a little park. Right out there, you can walk close to, by the bike trail, close to the, the freeway. And we'd go out there because you couldn't hear yourself over the cars going by. So, you know, we'd be over there, oh, Father, praying like we're in the, uh, a Moses movie or something. God. So I used to go in my car and I would park in the uh, parking lot of the library when it was closed and just sit in my car and pray right there. And I was reading my word and that's where I received the call into ministry. I was reading the word and I was in the last chapter of Matthew where it talks about going to all the world and preach the gospel. That thing jumped out at me and I just had a shoo. I saw myself getting on planes. Shoo. I saw myself planting churches. Shoo. I saw myself married with kids and my family going. Shoo. I saw all of that and it was like, poof. I came back and I was like, oh, my gosh, 
And that moment, that moment, everything changed. I went, my focus went from all these other things. I was at City College trying to uh, study art. My plan was to go to the, uh, San Francisco to the Art Institute there and, and go into commercial art. And all that thing just fell off because I had a faith forward moment. All the tipping and tapping, stop. Because now what God did with that moment is he shifted my focus. God wants to shift your focus today. But will you see what he's saying? Look at your neighbor and say, see what he's saying? God wants to change your focus. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 through 2. I'm, laying, I'm still laying a foundation here. Stay with me. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 through 2, it says this. Therefore, we also, since we were surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith or our faith forward. Who has the joy that, who for the joy that was set before him, listen, endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. A couple things I want you to catch here. Number one, it says, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Not to What's going on around us? Look to Jesus. Number two, it says this. Guys, catch this. Jesus did this. On the cross, Jesus had a faith forward moment. Do you know the Bible says at any time he could have called a legion of angels to get him down? At any time. While those uh, Roman guards were spitting in his face. Just think about that for a moment. You know, I'm a cool guy. It don't, it don't take a lot. I mean, it takes a lot, I should say, to really get me going. I'm not, I'm not the guy that's just going to go out and start throwing punches and stuff. Hey, man, I, most of you that know me, I'm a pretty cool, level-headed guy. But you spit in my face? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's like one of the most vile, foul things you could do to somebody. Amen? Is it just me? Or are some of y'all cool with getting spit in the face? Because I don't know if I'd be. I pray to God I would be, but I don't know. So Jesus is getting all this stuff. They're saying all this stuff, knowing that it's, here's the, it'd be the worst part. Here's the worst part. Knowing he could take all these chumps out with a sigh. They're all gone. That would make it even worse. If a punk came up to me that I knew I could take out. Yeah, I knew I could get out of here. And he spit in my face. Oh, man. But you know what? The Bible says Jesus did it. Because on the cross, when he could have called a legion of angels, I believe he had a shoo. And he saw you. And he saw me. And he saw all these people in America serving God. All these people around the world through the ages that were going to hell, now entering, the, entering heaven. I believe he had a moment where it was like, shoo, he saw droves of people entering the pearly gates. Every, every color, every nationality coming into heaven. And the moment he wanted to just call down an angel, his faith forward moment, that glimpse, 
kept him up there. So Hebrews is saying, saying, listen, this is how Jesus did it. Why are some of you not doing that? Why are some of you just relying on willpower? Let me just, you know, get through this. You're lying to yourself. Listen, the Bible says without a vision, people perish. Another translation says without a vision, people cast off restraint. You lose your vision, you get that, you get that attitude, who cares? I'm going to go sleep with this person. Eh, who cares? I ain't going nowhere anyway. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to steal this. I'm going to rob from my job. I'm going to do this. See, that's what happened. I like what the Message Bible says, where there is no vision, crime rules. Crime rules, where there's no vision. The sad thing is, we got Christians with no God-given vision. Some of us here have never had that faith-forward moment where you come into a place of seeing what's coming so that you can get through the tough time you're in. And God wants to give that to you. But he says this in verse 2, looking unto Jesus. This morning, we need to change our focus right now. Some of you too focused on your family. <gasps> what kind of church is this? I thought we were a family church. We are a family church, but family never comes before Jesus. Never does. Never does. It never does. That doesn't mean you kick your family to the curb. The Bible also says, man, if you don't provide for your family, you're worse than an infidel. It means you're worse than a sinner. Better get a job. We we, we talked about that last week. You better get a job. Family's important, but Jesus is more important. And when you serve Jesus, the family's blessed. But we've got some people. We've got some people. We're focusing on our problems. Focusing on our friends, our family. Focusing on our careers, our education. And all those things need attention. But they don't need your focus. Because the Bible says, focus on Jesus. Looking unto him, Hebrews chapter 12 says. So let me give you these things as I close here. We've got to understand this. For a faith forward moment, number one, just to recap. Write these down. I want you to ask God to give you a faith-forward glimpse of your future. Ask God. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. That's what the Word of God says. You ain't asking for nothing. That's why you ain't got nothing. So my response to that is, okay, God, here's what I want. Here's what I need. And I believe every single one of us in here needs a faith-forward glimpse of our future. Ah, people, they're wonderful when you get them. They're wonderful, but they're scary. They're scary. Let me tell you something. It's scary. I'll never forget sitting at my kitchen table in, in Ocala, Florida, sitting in there in our dream house. Go stand in the back, Cheetah. I'll never forget sitting there at my my kitchen table. Let me try to get through this. Uneasy in my spirit for months. Everything around us was going great. And in that moment, as I'm talking to my wife, 
something comes out of her spirit that to this day she doesn't take full credit for. She goes, no, I didn't say it like that. And I'm like, babe, you said it like that. (laughs) She's like, ah, maybe I said this. I'm like, no, this is what came out of your mouth. As we're sitting there and I'm saying, babe, I don't know what it is. I was fasting. I was praying. Tears in my eyes. She says, I think what God is telling us to do is we're supposed to move to California and plant a church. All of a sudden, when she said that, I had that where I saw this. I saw the building that we don't have yet. I saw the people coming. I saw faces. I saw where my family would live. I'd say in a moment, didn't even take a second. But all of a sudden, I, I, I hit the table. I said, that's it. That's the word of the Lord. And as I came out of that vision, something went off inside of me. And when I say vision, I don't want you to get like a, a I'm painting a picture for you. But as it, wasn't, it wasn't as dramatic as that. It was in an instant, like everything just went straight to my, to my imagination, let's call it that. And I saw it. I saw it. That was the beginning of probably one of the most terrible times in our lives. After that. After that. And you say, well, dang, I don't want one of those. No, 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 you don't understand. You're missing the point. The tough time was coming anyway. The faith forward gave me the ability to get through it, to hold to the end, to see the promise. And you need that. You, your family needs that, dads. You got to get more than a, a vision of just putting bread on the table. You got to get a vision for your, your wife and kids. What legacy are you leaving behind, dads? Ain't got time to be playing video games all day. Ain't got time to just be a, be a Raider fan and make that the entire ep- epic of your life. That's going to be your legacy? You going to hang a Raider a bandana on your casket? <laughs> Boy, he was a great Raider fan. Big whoop. And I'm a Raider fan. I can say that. I feel a, I feel, don't mess with Raider fan. I feel a brick spirit. I feel a gun spirit. Wait a minute. What's that? Whoa. I forgot who I'm talking to. No, I'm just saying. Your legacy in life has to be more than that. Let your legacy be more than just broken marriages. More than kids that are sprinkled across families. We've got to create a new norm. A new norm in this house. To where we work through stuff. Amen? We work through it. We don't stay mad long. Amen? We get mad. You're going to get mad. Jesus said, be angry, but sin not. You're going to get mad. You're going to get mad at people. But we don't stay angry long. See, what do you need? We need a faith forward moment. I'm trying to finish up here. So we got to ask God to give you a faith forward glimpse of your future. Some of us have had a faith forward moment. I love what Pastor Vince prayed over the Rosados because I know there are things in your heart that for a season you guys have had to put down. 
But I just pray God breathes on those faith forward moments. I'm excited about what Norma's got, God's got for you in the Philippines coming up. She's been off the mission field now about seven years. And her missions is her heart. God's giving it back. God's giving it back. But we got to get, we got to sometimes go back to those glimpses that God showed us. Some of you have never had them, ask God to give you them. In tough times, sometimes you just got to close your eyes, cover your ears, and say, God, show me again. Because remember, Abraham went back on the, on the promise. God showed him. He's like, cool. He starts focusing on the promise. But then he goes, um, God, wait a minute. Do you see what I see? I don't see a son. I don't see what you said's coming. And God, I see it like this, the hand of God coming down from heaven and gently taking Abram's face and saying, Abram, don't look at that. Look up here. Refocusing him. No, 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 no. Don't look. Don't focus on that. Look up here. See, this is what you're to focus on. Hebrews reiterates it, tells us, look unto Jesus. So ask God to give you a faith forward glimpse of your future. And as you're doing that, be careful of visions Instead of visions. Amen. People get visions and call them visions. Amen. That's when people and I pray my singles here in this church never do this. Never use this line. God showed me that I'm going to marry you. Because that means two things. Number one, you're weird. Because even if God did show you that, you should have enough sense not to tell them that. Pray it through or pray it out. So when you say that, number one, it means you're weird because you shouldn't be. God ain't God don't work like that. OK. All right. Number two. Is this helping you? Somebody needs to hear this. Number two. You've got to allow God to confirm things. OK. So visions many times are things you want. Not necessarily God wants for you. You say, well, pastor, how do I tell the difference? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You know, that's what our job is as a pastoral team. Some of you come to see us and we gently grab your face and go, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, keep your eyes on Jesus. You looking down here. No, 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 keep your eyes up. Keep your eyes up. Amen? Be careful of visions instead of visions. Visions are things you want. Everything that God shows you will be backed up with the word. Number two, after you ask God for a faith forward glimpse of your future, hold to your faith forward glimpse. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hold to that. And number three, endure the cross. What does that mean? Endure the process. Sometimes the way to your future is not what you think it is. Sometimes the way to your future is not where you think it is. See, that's a problem we make sometimes. Abraham had this problem. God says, I'm going to give you sons. He goes, cool. He looks at Sarah and goes, oh, snap. She's 90 something years old. So he goes, hmm, let me figure this out on my own. And he looks over at his nice little slave girl over here, Haggai. And he's like, hello, okay, I'm going to have kids. She can't have them. She looking good. She could probably give me some kids. Are you tracking with me? 
The Bible says he goes into, he does run it by Sarah. Sarah's like, yeah, I guess so, you know, whatever. What's she going to say? You know, he's using the word on her. God said, I'm going to have kids, baby. All right, go ahead. Goes into Haggai. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that what comes out of Haggai is a son named Ishmael. Ishmael. What is Ishmael? Ishmael means son of the flesh. Son of the flesh. You know, we still have a problem in the Middle East because of Abram's sin. What is the war between Abraham's seed and Ishmael? Still to this day, thousands of years later, that's what the war is about. That piece of land that God promised Abraham and the two brothers, one who was Abram's solution to God's problem. You got to understand this, people. God got his own solutions. If you just keep your eyes on him, you'll get there. It's when you try to start figuring things out that you mess it up. Sometimes the way to your future is not what you think it is or where you think it is. We're going to talk more of that uh, next week. But this morning, I I just want to light something on your in your spirit today. And that is an expectation that you experience a faith forward moment. It's a moment where you stand in this place in time. And because God is outside of time, he could give you a glimpse of what's going to happen in 10 years. He can give you a glimpse of five years down the road. Why does God do that? So that you'll trust him. Because when you get back to where you are, that seems impossible. Seems impossible. When I came to California those first two years, I went from traveling the world, preaching, planting churches, uh, uh, to becoming a janitor. I was a janitor. Scrubbing toilets, mopping floors, sweeping floors, simply so my family could eat and we could pay rent. And I did that every night. And when I say every night, y'all, I mean every night for a good year. Every night. And I'd go in there with tears in my eyes after 15 years of full-time ministry and traveling and eating of the promise and doing all these things, going into this gym every night. And my wife would sometimes come and help me. And uh, Pastor Vince would sometimes come and help me. And I'm in there and it's 11 o'clock till about three in the morning. And everything around me looks like I made the wrong decision. Why did I leave Florida? Why did I leave that? And it would just always come back. That glimpse of what God showed me. And that faithful moment would always get me over my stuff. It was always motivation for me to get healed of my hurts. You know, some of us stay hurt for too long. You still chewing on that? That happened 10 years ago. When are you going to trust again? See, a faith forward moment tells you, I got to deal with this because I ain't living 10. I can't get there hurt. I can't get I can't fulfill God's destiny hurt. God, heal me. I forgive him. I let it go. I confess it. I walk my I'd be mopping. Lord, I forgive those people. I forgive them. I forgive them. Tears in my eyes. I forgive them because I know I can't get to what you showed me hurt, offended, mad. Because my dad didn't do this. Because my pastor said that. Because my mom didn't do Sometimes you got to get up. And a faith forward moment says, 
this is where I'm taking you. Fix this. Because you can't get there bitter. You can't get there full of unforgiveness. And so it made me work stuff out. Mopping the floors, scrubbing toilets. They would call me the next day saying, hey, you didn't do a good job here. And I'd be on the phone like, oh, I, I didn't? What did I miss? What the heck? Oh, well, there was a spot here. I'd go in and there'd just be a little spot. I'd be so mad. But I'd be like, I got to get through this because of my faith forward glimpse. Stand on your feet today. I said a lot this morning. But I said a lot only to ignite something in your spirit. Because some of you can't go any longer without a faith forward glimpse of your future. You got to see it. I want you to close your eyes right now. Maybe it's a house. It could be, it doesn't mean it's bad because it's a, it's a material thing. Families need houses. Sons and daughters need to grow up understanding what it is to own, live in a house that they own. Vehicles are not carnal things. Everybody needs a car. Might as well be a good one so that you don't get stranded on the side of the road somewhere. There's nothing wrong with having faith future, faith forward moments of material things. Sometimes God will do that. But most of the time, it's bigger than those things. Now, Jesus, I pray for every person that is in the sound of my voice today that you would give them a glimpse of their future. Just like, Lord, we would press the fast forward button to fast forward a cassette or a DVD or whatever. I pray right now, Lord, you would fast forward something in their heart, in their imagination. Show them what it will like, what it will be like when they graduate college. Show them working in that field, that career. Show them walking down the aisle in a white dress, having saved their virginity. Give them a glimpse of what righteous living will produce in their lives. Now, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost right now, just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. I want you to just activate your spirit right now. Just You don't have to get loud, but just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. God, I just pray that you would send your prophetic spirit, the Holy Spirit, to prophetically show pictures, show glimpses of what is coming for these families, these youth, these marriages. Show us glimpses of what's coming for our church. Give us glimpses, God, into the future. I pray this week, as they go to sleep, you'll visit them. In their devotional time, you'll visit them. You'll spark imagination as they're driving to work. There will be things, Lord, that trigger them as they're reading the Word, as they're listening to preaching. You will show them, using their imaginations, a glimpse of what a faith-forward moment is. I prophesy it, I speak it, and I loose it into the house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. How many of y'all feel that today? Y'all feel that?